I accidentally called a 14-year-old girl. That was a mistake. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. Please, Monroe. We're calling you. Pick up your phone. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Calling Monroe. Will this be a normal episode of Calling Monroe? No. Will we have a random guest? Will we be missing one of our regular hosts? There's only one way to find out, and that is by listening to the show in its entirety. I am the ranger, the lone ranger. When are you going to introduce here me? By fashion model extraordinaire. Winner of the Hugo and Nebula Awards and 50 Cent's childhood friend, Gucci Mane. How you feeling? Hey, that took a long time. Yeah, it did, and I don't care. It's called suspense, and I'm creating it. I, I was bored already. You're always bored. Okay. The only things you do during this podcast are, number one, be bored, number two, record on the incorrect microphone, and number three, eat. I, I just finished my last chocolate-covered <laughs> popcorn. Why do you always eat while we're recording? I don't understand why you have to do it. Like, you had dinner specifically before we recorded, and then you're still eating when you're <laughs> on the I, podcast? I wanted some energy to get energized. So you don't fall asleep. I guess we yeah. have to decide between whether we want you to fall asleep or to be eating. So mm-hmm. <sighs> whatever, let's call Monroe. It's about oh, time. Oh, wait, wait. He's, I, I don't see a reason to call him. Someone else might answer. Okay, so do you want to find a reason to call him? Yes. Okay, give me one. Uh, let's call Monroe. <laughs> oh my god. All right, folks, let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, baby, it's been years. Oh, it's been freaking ages. Where were you? I was... Well, don't, don't, so you put this all on me. We had a day last week when we were going to record... Mm. And, I, and then it came to that day, and I said, when are we recording? And then Raggy Roo was all like, oops, oops, oops. And then I had to work, 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 baby, twerk, twerk, twerk. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's fair. But uh, but Ollie did a great job. And something else that I realized, listen to last week's episode, this is, uh, Ragnar hates it when I slag him off, doesn't he? <laughs> anyway, uh, we. <laughs> what else I realized is... How sexy the Icelandic accent is, and you don't—you just don't have it, Ragni. You got that American twang, which yeah, isn't there. Whereas Oli and Gucci together, you know, it's just—it makes for sweet, sweet listening. Have you? you? Ooh, I don't know how Oli's going to feel about this. Are you? Are you claiming he has a strong Icelandic accent? Have you seen? Uh, the- yeah, he's- sorry. Go on. I feel like I'm so excited to talk. <laughs> I feel like he does it. I think he, him and. Gucci, you both got uh, that that lovely accent in English. Oh. I find it, like, I hate the idea of speaking a language and having a foreign accent while speaking it. It's like my worst nightmare. Ragnar, have mm. you, ha- and, and Monroe, have you seen that video of Björk when she's, like, describing TV? Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. Yeah, that accent is, her accent is good. I hate it. I hate her accent. 
She's like, you know who we're talking about, the singer? Yeah. yeah. Bjork. <clears throat> uh, she has like an old cathode ray TV or something, and she opens it up, and she's being insane. She's like talking about it as if it's like a city or something, right? The circuit board. Yes, yes. And saying some weird shit, and her accent is so thick. Almost as thick as... But I think she I think does it intentionally. I like it. She is intentionally doing it. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Do you not think so? Or is it just... I don't know. I mean, some people speak like that. Some people are just like, when they're talking English, they just speak like this or some shit, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's it. You smashed it. <laughs> is that my accent? It, it's the Icelandic accent, right? A, a lot's happened since I was last on the podcast, though. Oh, yeah? Do tell. Pray tell. I accidentally called... I accidentally called a 14-year-old girl. That was a mistake. Uh, what more? Describe. Well, I made a friend and right. we exchanged numbers. And then I called said friend to see if to to try and hang out with said friend. And then it, it wasn't that person at all. And it was just some random 14-year-old girl. But I know this from her picture on WhatsApp. Oh. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wrong number. <laughs> Did you start off the phone call with something inappropriate? Thinking it was your friend? No, fortunately not, because it was a very new friend. It was, and the guy that I made friends with, he was like, he was a very nice guy. You know, I'm not sure mm. he would have enjoyed all sides of my personality. Fair enough. And we found out that Mel's skill of the week is that she can grow a willy from sticky toffee pudding. Mm. Uh, she can turn. She can take sticky toffee pudding and she can turn that into a penis. Oh wait, you're trying to say that she is going to give birth to a male human child? Yeah. Damn. I guess congrats. First of all, why did you find out? That's not cool. What, the gender? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it is. Because, right, yeah, I want to get excited about it. And until it's got a gender, I can't really picture it as a person. It doesn't really change anything to know or yeah, but not it, to know. It's, it's just it's, less, like, it. it's less exciting. It's less of, like, a, I don't know. I feel like... There's something I agree with you that it's less exciting, but it also helps you feel connected to you, said baby. I mean, you should feel connected to your baby regardless. Don't be so cold and distant. This is a bad start you're <laughs> off to as a father. <laughs> it is also what's also bad is that last time I was on, I said that I actually wanted a girl because they make the best children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, now we're having a boy. So you're sad now. So you're sad now. Melskill isn't specifically turning uh, sticky toffee pudding into a penis. I'm sure there's other ingredients that went into that particular body part. Yeah. Unless she's exclusively been eating sticky toffee pudding. But I wonder how much how much sticky how much exclusively could you eat sticky toffee pudding and still build a baby? I reckon you could I reckon you could st- might not be the healthiest baby <laughs> and you know, on a population scale, rates of miscarriage might in- might increase. But I still think you could build a baby off virtually off sticky toffee pudding and vitamin supplements. You could build a baby, I'm going to say. Yeah. And I'm a doctor, so I would know. I mean, doctors don't know anything, first of all. Second of all, uh, isn't it? Did we talk about this before? How Ole and I used to discuss how, like, we calculated how much Guinness you would have to drink <laughs> yeah, in order to only drink Guinness before. and still hit all your macros and micros. Yeah. And yeah, supplementation. You needed some milk and some orange juice, basically, to top it up. Mm. And then you could theoretically hit your minimums. Nice. Uh, so I guess she might need some some sort of calcium or some mm. source of calcium. And like 
things as well as just, I mean, I guess you could just take supplements for that. I don't know, man. I don't know. Nobody knows anything about nutrition. That's the only thing I've learned about nutrition so far. <laughs> Is it true? I mean, it's true, right? Yeah. 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 There was quite a good, uh, a good post that fan of the show, loyal listener, Leo Gundel sent me the other day. And it was just a table of all the different diets, whether that be keto, vegan, whatever. And it had the name of the diet, the criteria you have to follow in that diet, and then the reason it helps you lose weight. And and the reason it helps you lose weight in every single column was just calorie deficit. Well, yeah. I mean, I was talking to someone about this the other day. On a fundamental level, there is some physics that goes into that, where like you have to eat less calories to lose weight. I mean, if you, right. if you if you go on keto, keto, and you would eat, like if you need four thousand calories and you eat five thousand a day, you're gonna get fat. Yeah. So I, I mean, people that talk about it, they talk about like it's some magic that you can eat how ma- how much you want, but you still lose weight. I guess if you found something that like you physically can't eat enough of to get your calories, like carrots. Like, how are you going to eat your fucking 3,500 calories or whatever, <laughs> eating just carrots? Cucumber, so can, that's the real challenge. That's basically water. Yeah, exactly. Just pick that. Just do the cucumber diet. And just, you can be eating literally 24-7. It's like a fam- like a, a diet that is used for people that are morbidly obese. is only milk. You can drink as much milk as you want. That seems like a really bad because idea. Each glass of milk is like 100 calories. So you would have to drink 35 glasses. And milk has like fat in it, so you get quite full from it. Yeah, so you would you would never be able to drink so much milk. That's smart. I guess, you know, you're talking about the, the cucumber diet. That's basically what cows and loads of veggie animals do, don't they? They just they just have to eat all day because yeah. that's the only way they can actually get their calories well, they in. They only get grass. Yeah. yeah, exactly, like a goat or whatever, just fucking eating grass. Yeah. Always. Always. Uh, there was a man called Angus Barbieri, who is Scottish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess his first name sounds Scottish. His last name does not. Barbieri. It sounds like the man who invented the Barbie. Anyway, he fasted from June 1965 to July 1966. <laughs> what? <laughs> he lived on tea, coffee, soda water, and vitamins. Uh, go, say the dates again. It was 382 days. He fasted from June <laughs> from June 1965 to July the next year. Did he? Why? Was he like fat? Very fat? Or? Yeah, he lost 125 kilograms and set the record for length of a fast. And he went, uh, he kept going into a hospital for medical evaluation. That's, a, oh my days, the pictures of him are incredible. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean. It's really, I feel like so actually he went a little bit too far the other way. His eyes look a bit sunken. I mean, I, yeah. What is his name? What's his name again? Angus Barbieri. So his starting weight was 207 kilos, which is quite heavy. Mm. And he stopped fasting when he reached his goal weight of 82 kilos. So he went from being almost three of me to being just over one of me. Mm. He is beyond the weight limit of my bed. Really? Yeah, but the weight limit, my, my bed's got quite a lot... So it's kind of a weird bed that opens up at the top, and the weight limit is two people of 85 kilos each, which is really low. Uh, you can't sleep in it now, technically, because there are three of you. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So 
Wait, why it opens uh, up at the top? What? Yeah, so it's a really high. So the bed itself is maybe uh, I don't know, one point two meters high, and then the whole mattress platform lifts up on a hinge. So you've got this oh, massive space right, underneath right, that right, you can right. store stuff. Anyway, my bed's not that interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know someone else who fasts for fifty six days? Who the uh, what's this bird called? Is it an emu? Maybe. Damn it, I had such a good fact, and then I realized that the thing I've left out of it is the actual bird itself. Mm. I think it's an emu. But anyway, we'll call it an emu right now, and then I'll look it up. The female lays 9 to 12 eggs, Mm. and then the male sits on them for 56 days, Mm. doesn't eat, doesn't drink, and doesn't defecate for that whole time. Are you not talking about penguins? No, not penguins. Do they do the same thing? I don't. They sit on the egg for ages, right? The dudes, they're just like huddled mm. in this big massive bird yeah, to try to keep yeah, warm, yeah. and they just sit on their eggs. Yeah. Speaking of emus, though, mm. have you heard of the emu war, also known as the Great Emu War? Yeah. Of Australia, which yeah. the emus won. It, yeah. So yeah. there was. Let's see. There was public concern over the number of emus said to be running amok in the Campion district of Western Australia, and unsuccessful attempts to curb the population. Uh, led to soldiers being employed. Uh, the num- a number of birds were killed. The emu population persisted and continued to cause crop destruction. Uh, and I think a person died, right? Yes, yeah, this is true, actually, I think, yeah. Let's Google the casualties. Here it says the end result was arguably that the emus won via outlasting the humans. While there were no human casualties, damn, only... 986 of the roughly 20,000 emus were killed, mm-hmm. and they used just short of 10,000 bullets. Fuck. They sucked. The Australians have got some some rogue ways of trying to get rid of things. I, uh, I'm, I'm still reading that book. Um, it's called Guns, Germs, and Steel, all about how uh, why it was that Europeans colonized most of the rest of the world as opposed to the rest of the world colonizing Europe. Mm. And in the section right now, it's talking about just how we just killed everyone with our bugs. But one kind of unique example is that there's a disease called rabbit hemorrhagic disease. And in Australia, they deliberately took over rabbits there, which they then later realized was a really bad idea. So they then deliberately took this virus, rabbit hemorrhagic disease, and released it into the population, which decimated the population by 90%, 99%, I think. And then the, then the virus mutated so they wouldn't kill all its hosts. And now the rabbit population has just come back again. Mm. Oh, no. Idiots. I have a couple of things to say. Decimation, do you know what that was originally? No. It was like a, a Roman military discipline thing where they killed one in every 10. So to decimate was to kill 10%. Oh. And that has now been bastardized to mean to just like destroy a large proportion of when, in fact, it was a relatively small proportion. Hmm. And yeah, Australians, they do this sort of shit. And wasn't it, they've introduced like some species to take care of other species and then that just fucked everything up, like the cane yeah, toad like, or something. Yeah, exactly. Right? Muppets. Wasn't it, they like... Yeah, they were like bullfrogs or something like that. Yeah, so they had uh, gray-backed cane beetles uh, and then they tried to get cane toads to reduce their numbers and then it just like, that also fucked up. Yeah, they just made the whole thing worse by making another thing that was bad. Geniuses. It is an emu that has a fifty-six day incubation period. Mm, fair enough. Can confirm. 
It doesn't take a poo for 56 days. It's like my mom. She hardly ever poos. Does she want me to say that on the podcast? <laughs> She's going to love you talking about <laughs> that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I am the opposite. Yeah, you are the opposite, but we don't want to talk about your bowels, not on the podcast. No, we don't. We don't. I still got freaked out with that picture that you sent me the other day. What happened there? I just, no, this was like months ago. I sent him a picture and asked him for his professional medical advice. Yeah. And yeah, then he yeah. said, in short, I would worry. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I felt so bad yeah. about that. <laughs> but then you got me back, really, because I was then later looking through my phone and to, they're just going through old pictures. And then I just came across what is the most disgusting picture of shit I've ever received in my life? And this is coming from someone who's received a lot of pictures of poo from his friends. <laughs> <laughs> this just doesn't make either one of us look good. No, that's true. Well, I feel like it doesn't make my friends look good, I suppose. Did you yeah. see that link that I sent you regarding this? That that Olympian in like running, like walking or something, that he had to go to the bathroom midway of 50 kilometers walk in the Olympics. And he just, it was 2016. Many probably know about this. And he just dropped trial in the track, yeah, did he? Yeah, he just dropped it on the... He just, like, pooped himself. Isn't that quite common, like, for distance runners and stuff to just... I don't know. Not, like, quite common, but in the grand scheme of things, it's much more common than for, let's say, a professional accountant. So it was (laughs) apparently this... from Johan Dinis. I don't know how to pronounce it, but... And there's, like, a video of him, and you just see, like, a yellow-ish, pile-colored stain, like, from from coming out Mm. from under his shorts. What was that? That uh, British marathon runner, the woman, Paula something? Paula Radcliffe. She did it, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's quite famous for oh. it. I, I mean, yeah. I've never done it. On a, I've, I've never run a marathon, but I've done that before as well, where I've kind of like been out for a run, needed to like do something. And I thought, oh, it's probably just going to be a fart. Wasn't just a fart. And then I was like, well, I'm halfway now. I may as well finish my run. I've got to get, I've got to get back to the flat one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I... I've talked about this before, right? Like running triggers, my, like not always, but it can trigger my bowels pretty heavily. Hmm. It's like, uh, and it's a thing. It's called like exercise induced something, something. And it's not the greatest. Not the greatest, no. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Um, were you guys familiar with the website? Uh, is it Tuesday.com? Yeah. Is it uh, Tuesday? I'm definitely familiar with like websites in that vein, like isdmxinjail.com. Yeah, well, isitchuesday.com was a, a favorite website of one of my friends when I was younger, and I found out that it no longer exists. Oh, which that was sucks. A, but if you guys don't care about it, and that's that's fine. A reason I but found out Friday exists, right? Does it? Probably. The reason I found out was because because I was on I was looking at the website is that ship still stuck dot com, and ship the answer will... is now no to that. You know the oh the, the ship. Suez Canal, yeah. Seems like mm. old news now, but yeah, is it Tuesday.com doesn't. But it was it was a big thing when I messaged my 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 school friends about it. But obviously, you guys don't feel quite the same way. No, I'm no. not even almost. <laughs> these there's a bunch of these like these uh, meme websites that are that return true either at regular intervals or uh, comedically often. Mm. You know, like many of them have to do with Friday. The other one is, yeah, DMX being in jail. And then there's some other stuff. Is it Friday.com takes you through to Jim's Journal, which is a website dedicating to help you follow in Jesus's footsteps. Oh, very good. They, they, was, they made like a website like this for the volcano eruption here in Iceland. 
mm. and they were waiting for, and they were telling it might come, and and then has it started? It's like has the eruption started dot com or something like that, mm. and then people <laughs> could just go and check it out. I guess that's smart. So I found this web page called Dogeweather dot com. It's a good one to see the weather. Doge weather. Doge. D o g e weather dot com. Isn't it pronounced dog? Dog. Dog weather. Wow, light rain. It says such a night. Oh, this is good. For me, it's much much festive. Much festive. So wow. So shiny. Mine is wow, light rain. Such night. Such night. Very frosty. Very burr. <laughs> There's a really good weather forecast station called tapsaf.co.uk, and it's just a Glasgow-based weather forecast, which tells you whether it's tapsan or tapsaf weather. Oh, nice. Where do they set the threshold? Or is uh, it manually? Surely it's not manually updated. That would be insane. No, 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 no it's not. It hardly ever tops off weather in Scotland. Like, it's that's exceedingly yeah, I rare. think that's the point of the website, though, you know? And then sometimes when it's almost tops off weather, it'll report it as just a ball hair off or something like that. Mm, fair enough. I just yeah. remember being in like in Aberdeen. You could never really leave the house without some sort of jacket or hoodie or something. Like regardless of how good the weather was, you were going to be cold. You couldn't organize a barbecue. That, no, that's you know that's the measure of good. Weather. Iceland's kind of the same. Like yeah, Iceland's very similar. Um. YouTube is great and amazing. Okay, wow. And <laughs> specifically on YouTube, our engineering channels okay. I think are great. And specifically of the engineering channels, I watched a video the other day where a guy cooked a chicken by slapping it. What? I can't remember. I think it was about 10,000 times. So he, he built a hand and then attached it to a motor mm-hmm. and, then, and then slapped the chicken 10,000 times at quite a high rate. I, can't, I don't know what exactly his frequency was he was hitting it at. You basically just transfer a little bit of mechanical engine energy into heat energy every time you slap it. Mm. And over time, that's enough to build up heat. And he both cooked a steak and a chicken like that. And does, it, does like the impact repeatedly not just like make the whole thing fall apart eventually? I can't imagine well, slapping he puts a piece it, of He's got some sort of vacuum-sealed bag that he puts it in first to try and keep some structural integrity. Mm. And then it does... I mean, the meat is tenderized. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I told my friend once, I lied to her, and I said that you could uh, boil an egg just by shaking it. Like, if you shook it for long enough, then all the proteins would sort of coagulate in the same way as if you cooked it. And she believed me, and she spent a while shaking the egg until she kind of clocked onto the fact that maybe this wasn't going to happen. But on the same basis of slapping something, and that's just turning kinetic energy into heat, could shake? Could you not shake something into cooking? Yeah, I bet you probably can. Like, if you shake an yeah, egg yeah. for long enough, let's Google it. Google knows everything. This is the in line with using your intelligence for stupidity, which I've spoken about before. Yeah. Apparently, if you shake an egg vigorously before cooking it, the yolk will be perfectly central when cooked. So that's the skill of the week brought to you by (laughs) overclockers.co.uk. Wow. And here someone asks, can you shake a raw egg hard enough that after boiling it, it is a scrambled egg after like shake it so much that you can then boil it and it becomes a scrambled egg. You can. I've seen that. Not that it's scrambled, but that so that you can spin it 
so that the yolk breaks inside the egg and then you boil it and you have just this perfectly boiled egg, which is just one mm. structure as opposed to having a separate yolk and egg white. It's all just one kind of yellowish mm. thing. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah. That doesn't seem natural. Yeah, here it says on womensday.com, here's how to scramble an egg inside of its shell. I guess you could attach it to a drill somehow. Make a tiny hole in So here they say to grab a long sleeve t-shirt. I hate it when people call them long sleeve t-shirts. Like a t-shirt has short sleeves. I'll die on this hill. A t-shirt has short sleeves. So then if you that's why if you say t-shirt, people all assume what you're saying. So then if you're not saying that, then you say Just call it a long sleeved shirt. Like I don't It's I not don't, a shirt. It's yeah, not a I shirt. Don't, I don't subscribe to the fact that a shirt is like a buttoned up shirt. That's that's specifically like a buttoned up shirt. Aren't, but that's just that's just being annoying because that's the standard definition that everyone accepts. Not nah. all shape all shirts T shaped. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's not the definition of a shirt. A shirt is a garment for the upper part of the body. According to the dictionary. Yeah, but you know what people mean. There's the element of language which is just yeah, but like based yeah, but on that's u- stupid. Like utility. just don't. Why? This is no. This isn't the standard shirt. Isn't a buttoned-up collared shirt. That's not the standard shirt that people wear. What is the standard shirt that people wear? A, a standard t-shirt. shirt is more like a t-shirt or a sweatshirt. Yeah. But we have ter- you're You are just making this difficult. No, I'm not. And it's just all there. There, this was never a debate. T-shirt until... is a stupid thing to say. It makes you sound like an idiot. Anyway, you're supposed to grab one of those two rubber bands, a plastic bag, and an egg. This is a lot to do. Place the egg inside of the plastic bag and seal it. Uh, and you squeeze the extra air out of the bag. And then you put the plastic bag into the sleeve of the shirt. And then what? Oh, and then spin it. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to like put the egg somewhere, there and then like. So do you have to? Do you have to? Are you? Is the aim so that you like? Twist it up, and then you unravel it really quickly. Uh, apparently, you're supposed to swing it in a circular motion, repeat for 15 seconds, and then pull the sleeves tight every so often so the swinging comes to an abrupt halt. Yeah, so I guess you're meant to, like, mm. swing and then, like, mm. stop. Mm. That makes more sense. Yeah, so that's apparently how you... I'm going to have to try this. So you scramble an egg inside of its shell. But there's nothing on the internet that I can find about cooking an egg just by shaking it. Maybe you just have to Sounds do Sounds like this. we've got some experiments to do. Absolutely. Uh, here's something about this trick for slicing a banana is magical. I do love a good banana trick. You do love a good banana Absolutely trick. Absolutely love. Here they go. Another banana trick. Peel it from the bottom instead. Absolutely. Mm. That is the number one banana fact. Uh, oh yeah, this I know. This this is where you do it with a needle, a sewing needle. Uh, you put the needle in and then you like uh, move the needle back and forth to just like cut the banana inside the. You know what I mean? Hmm. No, I don't know at all what you mean. So just just take take the needle and poke it into the banana. Yeah. And then like uh, twist it. Well, not don't twist the needle, but like uh, move it like left and right so that the yeah. tip of the needle like moves inside the banana and cuts it in half like that. Mm. That's how you do it. So that when you peel it, you've got a pre-sliced banana. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's only good as like a trick. You like hand someone a banana that they think is untampered with. Yeah. And then they open it and it's already peeled. That's a fun little magic trick. Yeah. I guess it's a pretty awesome thing to do for a kid, for example, if you have to impress like a 14-year-old girl that you accidentally called. <laughs> it's not the line of thinking. I thought you were going to go down the route, I'm having a new child, but that was, that was a different line of thinking there. I guess you can also impress your biological child. Yeah. That's more my, my aim. Are you 
so I've I've floated this thing where I've I've introduced your take on baby names to various people in my life. Okay. And nobody agrees with you. Everyone thinks you're insane. I know. What? I know. What? That he doesn't care what his baby's going to be called. Uh, and I mean, up to a point. He wouldn't care if if uh, Mel came home and wanted to name it after her ex-boyfriend. Mm. Well, naming it after her ex-boyfriend and naming it the same name as her ex-boyfriend, two very if different things. If she would say it was because of that guy. Yeah, then, then it would be a bit weird. <laughs> But if she just if she just like would you accept it? Uh, probably I, I don't know. Probably because Mel's a very reasonable person, so she'd have a very reasonable reason for doing. She it. She just said, but, I, "I really like." He was an important part of my formative years. Yeah, no, <laughs> but she wouldn't do that because that's unreasonable. But if she would, yeah, but she did it. She does it. She goes, "Hey, then uh, then I wouldn't accept it." When I was I when I was sixteen, I went back to the hotel with Mick Jagger. Uh, and I stay there for 72 straight hours, and I want to name our child Mick. <laughs> then what do you say? I mean, if it was Mick Jagger, you'd, uh, you'd make an exception. No, no, you would. I would not, personally. <laughs> yeah, but if she just happened to like the name, I really wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, but that's weird, because like no one just happens to like the name of their ex-boyfriend. Like, come on now. I mean, actually, it must have happened that somebody... Named their child after their ex partner. Yeah, yeah. It's probably happened a hundred million times, and every single time, it's there's a little bit more to it than the person is willing to say. There's a hundred billion names on this planet. We think like if you if you don't have to pick one that is belongs to your ex. See if your partner and your like ex partner and your parent has the same name. Okay, well, and then you're gonna. That's obviously then you're different. Gonna, Give it oh the name God. of the grandparent, then <sighs> this is absolute classic Gucci. I know he did this last episode as well. You noticed? <laughs> I know I heard, and I had a little giggle to myself. Listen, God, did, like, do you expect us to be like, yeah, that's such a good point you're making, Gucci? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just an exception. It's just a of course, yeah, fine, it's an exception. But no, that you don't have to name your child the same name as your ex. You can always avoid that. Yeah, um, but. One person had an interesting take on this because I said that your name was Monroe Forbes Moffat. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh well, yeah, of course he doesn't care about names. He's had to like he's had to tell himself that over the course of his life that names don't matter because his is insane." <laughs> <laughs> I'm for for someone who doesn't really care about names. I'm surprisingly sentimental about my own name. Okay, I mean, fair. Did you don't not don't you like it? No, I very, I, I really like my name. I, I couldn't really tell you why, but I'm very fond of it, including the Forbes, because I had to find out about the Forbes part from an X-ray you sent me. I just heard it now. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were joking. Yeah, including the Forbes. But and then I realized I've, I've surely spoken about Forbes before because I couldn't spell it for years. The only way I could spell Forbes was to say it backwards as Sebroff, and then because I could never work out if it was S E or E S at the end. That's so stupid. Of your own name. <laughs> what? <laughs> you couldn't spell yeah. a six-letter name that was your name? <laughs> they let anyone into med school these days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How, like, at what, what age did you finally grasp this? Probably early teens, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, too late. However late it was, it was definitely, it was definitely late enough that it was, it was bad. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It wasn't like, oh, I'm cute and four years old and learning to spell my name. It was it was substantially later than that. So F- Forbes uh, seemed reasonable to you. <laughs> well, it's just the English the English language is mad. The English language yeah, is unreasonable. That's right. You spell night with a G and an H. And there's no reason to do that. Somebody. No, I guess. But thought. What happened to all those letters? You know, like there's, there's, it's just madness. Yeah, I guess it's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, maybe your mom just some, ate too much sticky toffee pudding when she was pregnant with you. Maybe. <laughs> Someone said here, English isn't a language. It's three languages stacked up on top of each other, top of each other, wearing a trench coat. Yeah, I think that's. I love that. I guess it's. I don't know. It is. Some people, have we talked about this before? I hate people that go, English is the world's most difficult language. Like, no, it isn't. Stop Have it. they tried speaking Polish? Have they tried, like, any other language? Because it's pretty, like, the spelling, yeah, the spelling's a little weird. But other than that, meh, it's fine. The grammar's so easy. Yeah. And it's one of the few languages that I've sort of come across where you can speak almost, like, as long as you're just a tiny, tiny bit intelligible, then people will make sense of what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas, like in other languages, for example, here in Denmark, if you ever so slightly mispronounce something or like put, like forget an S at the end of one word or something, they just like the whole, their whole world falls apart and they have no idea if you're even a human anymore or if what you're saying is like human language or if you're just vomiting. They're just like, they completely lose the, like any meaning from what you're saying based on very tiny changes. But I think it almost also is like politeness. Of English speakers, no, because like they do, they do get understood. You can speak terrible English and still communicate, whereas it's more difficult with other languages to speak it very badly and still communicate with people. As someone who only speaks one language, I don't, I don't really. A lot of these things go a bit underappreciated by me. But one of the things I learned the other day was that so if you were to say the word terrible, you would put the emphasis on the ter a bit, as opposed to it would sound weird if I said. Terrible. Mm-hmm. That would sound weird. French doesn't have this. They don't have, and, and different words have the emphasis on different pl- on different places in English. Whereas in French, it's just standardized across all the, the language, apparently, where you put the emphasis. Uh, I think English, it always comes at the end of the word. I think it said. Yeah, English is like the stress is more often on the second syllable, whereas in Icelandic, mm. for example, the stress is mainly on the first syllable. Uh-huh. So that's a thing. And that's like a big reason for mm. why, like if an English person is trying to speak Icelandic, they'll sound kind of weird because they will stress things incorrectly. Apparently mm. in Japanese, they have emphasis on every, what is the word you used? Syllable. Syllable, syllable yeah. They once, have... you, once you emphasize every syllable, then you're emphasizing no syllable. Yeah. No, yeah but, it, but, it, was... but it become like this. That's why they sound like the language sounds... Terrible. It's like you would do that way, yeah. As opposed to terrible. I guess then they just don't have any emphasis, and they just sound yeah. But no, if but it is emphasized. I know what you mean, Gudjan. Yeah, I don't know enough about Japanese to to pitch in. Me neither. I just knew knew that thing. I I wanted to study it, and I read a book about it, and this was the almost the, one of the first statements. Fair enough. I guess it must be true then. Do you have we talked about Korean? They have a no a designed alphabet like a it was made to be like perfect and it is it's apparently just like the best alphabet because it's like fully formulaic and you can learn to read it in like a day 
Nice. Uh, let's see. There was like uh, a quote about it. Yeah, and I mean, they're not related to basically any other languages. So, like Korean. Same as Estonia. Estonian's a pretty standalone language. Estonian and Finnish, they're both pretty standalone. And Hungarian, they're like the, the, they're related to each other. It says here, a wise man can acquaint himself with them before the morning is over. A stupid man can learn them in the space of 10 days, is what was said about the Korean alphabet when it was made. <laughs> when was it made? Uh, it was made. I'm going to guess recently as opposed to being a very old alphabet. Yeah, it, it was created in 1443. Apparently, and then it was. It was only in the mid twentieth century is when it became the primary Korean script. But it's cool. It's just like uh, I was on this website the other day that teaches you to read Korean letters, and they're basically just like a they're modular the letters. So like there's like one thing that has like a sound, and then you can like add a second part to it, and then like add a little third mm. part. So as long as you just like understand the different. Uh, parts of a letter, then you can read all the letters. This is actually in a Hindi. A bit more like reading music. It's like that in Hindi. Yeah, Hindi's cool for that, isn't it? It's phonetic. Yeah, and then just add a line to make a new sound. Yeah, this is, uh, there's just like a, a, a certain number of modules and they can go into making of a letter. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the second part, obviously, is once you've learned the alphabet, you then have to learn the language. And that's probably the hard part. Yeah. Mm. My Icelandic got worse. It peaked, I think, probably eight weeks into my trip to Iceland, and then it just slowly got worse for the rest of the time. Did it, or did you just... uh, Was your Dunning-Kruger receding in that, like, you understood how much you sucked much more than you did before? Because at, like, eight weeks, you feel like you're starting to get pretty good, and that's when you start to realize how terrible you are. Well, because I went to language classes for the first eight weeks. Mm -hmm. But at the language class, that was the only time I ever spoke Icelandic. And then the rest of the time, I spoke English to everyone. So when the language class was over... Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Then I just didn't use anything that I learned there. I mean, that's cool. That's the problem with places like Iceland, and I guess Denmark and things, where people... Like, everyone speaks English, so no one ever learns the language there. Because, yeah, like, everyone is just ready to speak to you in English. Yeah, and to a really, really high level as well. Mm. It wasn't like we were fumbling along trying to make conversation. No. Even if they did have a super awesome accent. I hate it. It's my nightmare to have like a thick act or like a, a an obvious foreign accent while speaking a language. It like, ugh, it's the worst feeling. No, it's so, I think it's, it's really attractive in a lot of languages, I think. I hate it. Well, like I don't hate it on other people. Because there's a way where you can, you can sound fluent and sound and have an accent at the same time. Yeah. You can't. It's different though. Like in Icelandic, if you have an accent, then you don't really sound fluent. I don't know. It's hard to. It's complicated. Whereas I in mean, English, I you mean, can sound. I mean, because people tend to like do a wrong grammar, and it's too obvious in Icelandic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They grammar do, is do it just the wrong way, and then you feel like, okay, I know that one is not an Icelandic. Person. Yeah, incorrect mm. grammar is much less acceptable in Icelandic than it is in English. Mm. But. I don't hate accents on other people, for example. Like, I don't judge people for having accents or think that it's necessarily always ugly. I think the Icelandic accent is ugly, but, like, that's independent of the people, I guess. But I don't judge other people for having accents. I just hate the thought of having one myself. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I was um, thinking back to... It was a couple of weeks ago now, and we were talking about landmarks instead of birthdays. Mm. And one of the ones I was thinking about was the day that... This could just be because I always ate like a child. But the day that when you go into Subway, 
you don't just order everything. Like you know when they ask you what else you want on it, you don't yeah. just order everything. Mm. You order specific things. I feel that's the day you become an adult in some ways. What I would say the opposite. Yeah, I would say like, the opposite. Children go into really? Subway and ask for like only lettuce and a tomato slice or something, whereas an adult will ask for everything. Oh, I feel the opposite way because now I'm kind of like trying to make the sandwich work a bit more and taste nicer. Whereas before I was just like, that's more money for as more sandwich for my money if I put everything on it. I mean, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I see it more from the like, ew, I don't eat this mm, perspective, fair. which is why I wouldn't. I was in Subway. I love Subway. And I used to eat there almost every day for a while in Scotland. Because <laughs> the sandwiches are good and they had free refills on the Coke. And anyway. I think I the bread someone... has too much sugar in it to be classed as bread, so it gets yeah. taxed as cake. Yeah, which... Is that what you were ready to say? No, but that is... Oh. It's true. I feel like we talked about this, didn't we? Either way. Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, I saw someone come into Subway in Aberdeen, and they just... it was a, This was a grown man, I think it was, <laughs> like a, an adult motherfucker, who came in there and got a ham and... A 12-inch ham and cheese sandwich, <laughs> no sauce... No vegetables. What? <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Why the what? hell are you going to Subway? Yeah. Just, what the fuck? Just go to, like, any supermarket, buy a big piece of bread and some ham and cheese, and, like, what are you doing? I remember this one. I've seen, like, this in two times. One in Selfos, where I lived. I remember seeing the mother of a guy, a boy, in, in my age. And she, well, they had, like, a crab salad. And she just wanted that on it. Just bread, that, just, and nothing else. I guess that makes a little bit more sense, because that's not like... Crab salad, I'm assuming, has like mayonnaise in it and a couple of things, but... Yeah. I mean, it's still stupid. Yeah, but I, I, then I remember here in, in Reykjavik, I saw like a guy came with his child, like a seven, like a 10-year-old or something. The 10-year-old chose like vegetables. The father chose only uh, meatballs and cheese. Again, that's like the meatballs come in a like a sauce. Yeah. So I guess that's ever so slightly different as well. But yeah. yeah. You would put something with it. Like if I had to go, if I had to go to a subway and not get any vegetables, then it would have to be a tuna salad sandwich or a meatball one or like, I guess, a crab salad if they have that. Hmm. It would have to be something like is that. Is crab salad a standard thing? I don't feel no, like it. No, it I don't, isn't. I definitely it don't think This is so. like 15 years ago. Yeah, I've mm. never seen it, but. I mean, it's still insane. I saw someone do that, just get tuna salad in Scotland, and that's it. And that felt like a waste, but ever so slightly less than just yeah. getting ham and cheese. Like, oh, what definitely, yeah, hell? yeah. Did he even get? Did he get it toasted at least? I, mean, I don't even remember. Like, probably not, but... You were so shocked. Yeah, it was just, it was ridiculous. And that was the same Subway that I... So my standard ordered was whatever, bro. And then when it got to the vegetables, I asked for everything except for pickles and jalapenos. And this is I you this. don't get pickles and jalapeno. They're two great no, no, things no, 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 to they're get. Not. They no, they're great. overpowering. It's like putting ketchup on it. Like it's the same effect. All it tastes like is pickles and jalapenos. Uh, anyway, so I asked him for this. Everything except pickles and jalapenos. And then he starts putting everything on it. And then he puts pickles on it. And I'm like, hey, I said, sorry, uh, no pickles, please. And he's like, you said pickles. And I said, no, I said everything except but pickles why and jalapenos. Do you not eat pickles on it. It doesn't matter. And then he said, and then he said to me, no, you said everything and pickles and jalapenos. And I was like, 
Why would you say that? Why the hell would I ever construct that sentence? <laughs> and I was like, no, sorry, man, you must have misheard. I didn't. And then he started like arguing with me. He was like, no, you said it. And he was like really angry finishing up my sandwich. He was like genuinely angered <laughs> by the fact that he had to not put these ingredients on. It was the most surreal experience. <laughs> <laughs> he was having a bad day, wasn't he? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I like I like jalapenos so much that it, in my household we refer to them as schlurps because just the smell of them makes me drool. Jesus. Yeah. I have a have I talked about this before. I have a problem with jalapenos because I ask to not put them on things and everyone assumes it's because I don't want spicy food and can't handle it, but I just think that their pickled nature makes them overpowering. And I don't want that. Oh, it's so delicious. But it like, is there's good. a place in Iceland that puts fresh jalapenos on, like unpickled jalapenos on the pizza, and it's fucking magical. That's that real shit. Mm. I'll take that any day. Mm. Pickling food is the ketchup of food preparation. No. Wrong. <laughs> Pickle is good. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it just. But yeah, because the thing you're eating just tastes like pickles then. No, it doesn't, because. No, I think you're something wrong with your palate. No. Pickled cucumber. Doesn't taste the same as jalapenos. No, the just because jalapenos. If jalapenos weren't uh, spicy, they would taste almost exactly the same. No, you can pickle beetroot. Tastes very different. Pickling is this, the is the ketchup of food preparation. <laughs> you can't just repeat your I statement. You just never liked it as a child, and you just haven't become adult. There's plenty of things that I actually know. I've always liked. Basically, like I still will eat pickles. Like I think they're fine. I just don't see them. They don't complement other things. But I was not a picky eater. The only things that I don't really, that I actively dislike are coconut and marzipan. Uh, I'm I, with you on marzipan. I'm with you on and the coconut. coconut. Not the marzipan. Marzipan is good. Marzipan is yeah, well, gross so, and so is coconut. Every year I try and take something I don't like and unlike it. And coconut I've kind of got there with. I think marzipan's next on my list. I just, I can't imagine ever liking coconut. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, but you just eat little bits of it, and then over time you just get used to it, and then a while after you like it. I've done it with lemon, olives, marzipan, something else, can't remember. Yeah, maybe I'll try it, but probably not. They, I just hate how coconut is in everything, it, and it, people don't mention it. It's one of those things that people just assume is, ch like I, I had some vegan ice cream the other day, hmm. and it was like, oh, it's vanilla flavored. And then you take one bite, it's like, no, actually, that's coconut ice cream. Oh. And then, yeah, it's just made with coconut. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's not vanilla ice cream. Don't lie to me. I had this. I had. I bought brownie ice cream once, and it was exactly the same. Where it wasn't. It was vegan, and it was actually coconut chocolate flavored ice cream. Yeah, and there was a big difference. And big I had difference. like an energy bar or something once that was supposed to be double chocolate or whatever, and it was just triple coconut because <laughs> the whole thing was fucking coconut. The thing is, for me, it is the texture of the coconut, not really the taste. Yeah, it's horrible. The taste is fine. I just don't like the. Texture. They're both bad. So if you're listening and you're a coconut, then stop. I uh, don't want to seem like I don't want to hang out with you guys, but my my uh, my bowels are a way to burst. So I either I either poop on the podcast or I um oh we need to wrap this baby up. <laughs> I mean it's fine, I guess. Uh, I understand your plight, so uh, I have a little story to tell you guys as soon as we stop recording. Mm. Um, actually, I'll just bleep it. I'll bleep it. Uh, I farted once when uh, a friend of mine was at, he was visiting me. This was when I was a, a teenager. And then I like, it felt like there was something more to that fart, but I wasn't quite sure. 
And then I sort of walked, we left, we were in my bedroom and then we walked out and I went into the bathroom and I checked and there was nothing. And then I came back into my bedroom and then I just saw there was a little nugget of poo on the floor that had like fallen <laughs> out of my pants. Oh. <laughs> that needs to go in the podcast. Ah, <laughs> oh, fine. And then I had to just like pick up and throw into the toilet. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Anyway, wrap this up because uh, I gotta go. Fine, we've had a couple of skills already, right? With eggs and shit, so yeah. that counts. If you wanna, either if you wanna slice a banana without opening it, then use a needle. Uh, if you want to scramble an egg without what, without opening it, then use that shirt thing. And then there was something else. Do just do one of these egg things or some shit. I don't know. Uh, Building a penis with a sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, and that. Uh, Monroe, do you have uh, actually Gucci? Do you have any parting words? Uh, I don't know if I've said this before. It's just coming mm. out of my mind. Like, I'm thinking about this. Just believe in yourself, even if you don't. Pretend that you do. And at some point, you will. Wow. Monroe is about to blow. I can yeah, see, I see that. Be kind. Be so kind. hard. Be kind. I'm, yeah, I think my parting, parting words is just that I'm really grateful for my anal sphincter. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. That thing... What what just last thing the thing that shocks me most about the anal sphincter is how well it stops uh, scent like it stops <laughs> yeah that's so <laughs> true it's just a hole but it keeps smell very locked on one side so good job yeah. sphincter <laughs> uh, yeah it, send us shit uh, not literal <laughs> shit send us things to callingmonroe.gmail.com on our Instagram at callingmonroe Monroe is literally pulling faces right now he's dying <laughs> yeah, I really no. need to poo okay let's let him go uh, yeah. keep on trucking okay bye 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 see you guys bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're feeling low in need of a bro there's one thing your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe